1: You're listening to Happer and Schaefer on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. More of Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Uh, just an update here. 10 out of 11 Nebraska commitments currently signed, sealed, delivered. Brody Tagaloa, the only one left, and there is a reason for that. It's because it is <coughs> only six thirty-two a.m. on the West Coast right now, so he can't actually sign yet. So that will be expected shortly. Scott Frost will have a press conference today at two, and we will also get to meet Nebraska's newest assistants, Mark Whipple, Donovan Raiola, and
2: Mickey Joseph. So, who are you most excited to like pick their brain? A Whipple.
1: For sure, Whipple. I'm super interested. in Is it in the because Whipple.
2: you think he's just going to make that face the entire time, just like <laughs> that they use on the graphic, the
1: one picture that they can find him? Of- yeah.
2: <laughs> you think they'd they'd maybe find another one to use? I know. I yeah. I don't know. I, I uh, what do you want to know for Mark Whipple? Give me give me some of your questions. Um. Why? I don't really. Yeah. Yeah. Why?
1: That that's a good start. <laughs> why are you here? How did this happen? Yeah. How does it feel? I don't know. I don't really have any questions. I just want to hear. You just him. want to hang. I just want to hear him
2: talk. You want to hang with the Whipple?
1: Well, I want to hear him talk. I want to hear all of them talk, really. Um, and from what I've heard from Mickey Joseph so far, that could be really interesting. He seems
2: to uh, be a be a a pretty interesting guy. So I and then
1: I, and then Riola too. Obviously. Yeah,
2: I find myself. I'm guessing I will be. I'm guessing I will be with Riola, given that there's three of us and BC is already called Whipple, so. Oh, Dibs, I I've had some some time to think about this. What I'm actually really curious about is how much time since he's kind of known that he was going to be Nebraska's offensive line coach, or even before, has he sort of devoted to just self scouting what Nebraska already has on its roster? Uh, because I I think that more than any, you know, you want to go into the transfer portal, you want to give yourself options. I think figuring out what you have on your roster that was already there that you expect to still be there, and especially now if Cam Jurgens has gone, yeah. is so huge for him. Well, it's really
1: big for, for Whipple and yeah. Mickey Joseph, and, and it's also big for Raiola as well, but Raiola is dealing with a situation where he's going to have an entirely new offensive Well, line. yeah.
2: Yeah. and With I mean, the exception of Nori Newilly. Who seemed very much like he will be the left guard. Yeah. Unless they decide for some reason to move him to right guard. So, or center or has he ever snapped?
1: Has anybody on this team ever snapped? Anymore? Trent
2: Nixon has snapped and Ethan Piper have snapped. Okay. Those are the people that I know that have snapped. Gotcha. I wonder, you know, if we're, if we're, if we're spitballing potential replacements for, for Cam Jurgens, I wonder if Henry Lutovsky, because of his mm. athleticism, I he's bigger. Um, I find myself kind of curious about him specifically in that spot. Uh, he's a really athletic, bigger guy. Yeah. And that's what they loved about Cam Jurgens too. Was he's a little
1: – yeah, he's not quite as explosive. on like, you know, short – air. Er, like, Cam was able to do some things athletically yeah. that you're just not going to be able to replicate, I don't think. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I think Lutovsky's probably what a normal center looks like.
2: He's faster than most offensive linemen in yeah. general. Uh, but probably not as quick burst-wise as Juergens. But Juergens, it's pretty kind of special circumstance there. Right. Uh, we'll talk
1: about that as we go on throughout the show today with Cam Juergens making that announcement yesterday. Um, so, quickly here, the wind is picking up. Welcome to the weather segment. Betting down the hatches. Uh, no, here. here's the thing. Why do we have such ridiculous reactions now when school gets closed
2: what is wrong with people i mean there's one thing that i understand as part of the aging process it's that you need to develop opinions about things that do not affect you in the slightest right Uh, and in particular you need to be incredulous that you as a child was not afforded the same time off as kids today might be right, like I'm, almost I'm, as if society doesn't evolve or learn or you know anything of those natures as we move forward.
1: My my wife tells me because she's a she's a teacher, kind of she's an educator. She works in a, a school district, and she's like, well, I, they just called the school tomorrow for a wind day. I'm like, oh man, that's crazy! Nice, Congratulations. you know have have a, <laughs> enjoy your day off. Um, and then all of a sudden, my friends in my, this group chat that I'm in starts like joking about it i'm like haha very funny you know we walked uphill to school both ways and what you know whatever it might be and then i quickly figured out that they were dead serious it's like come on this is a bunch of crap this is this is terrible getting school off now because of wind what's next getting school off because of air
2: i'm just like what what why do we care at all about this I have no reaction to this. I can I can understand like if your reaction is you have a child in the school system, and now you have to figure out how you're going to account for their day because they can't just stay home alone. Yeah, that I get. Like that would be sort of a, a difficult. So if that's your reasoning, that that's that's your right. reasoning. If if you're someone who doesn't have a kid and you're just mad that people are getting school off, I don't understand that one at all.
1: This is what I tell Nick all the time. I'm telling Nick to watch Succession. And Nick's like, no, I can't watch it. I don't have enough time. And I'm like, Nick, you're full of crap. You have time. You could set aside an hour. What does Nick do? Exactly the point. <laughs> so I'm, di- I'm diving into this. I'm digging into this. I'm like, Nick, you have time. Like, you, d- you know, you could, you could really, really do this. He's like, yeah, you're probably right. But, you know, I, I couldn't watch it last night because I had this other thing going on and-, and whatever. I'm like, just say that. Just, if that's your reasoning, just say that.
0: Say goodbye
1: If your reasoning for not liking that kids have a win day today is because you have to figure out what to do with them while they're at home, then just say that. I. Don't the, be mad at like the world yeah. because we've gone soft because we have a win day.
2: Come on. The people that I've seen be mad at the world are the ones that don't have kids. Like that's the thing. It that doesn't I, affect them at right, all. That's the thing that I find somewhat funny about it is that it's the, the people that don't actually have any real reason to care one way or the other are mostly upset that they didn't have this opportunity as a child. People
1: are more burdened—these are, these are people without <laughs> children. People are more burdened by the fact that the children who they don't have any you know, correspondence with whatsoever don't have school today than the actual hazardous thing that's happening, which is the wind blowing 100 miles Me. an hour.
2: When you phrase it like that, and then you swap in some other words, it sort of explains where we're at as a society anyways. Yeah. And I think you know where I'm going with that. And sure. And I can just leave it at that. Yep. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, it just kind of fits.
1: Are you interested in seeing the Kevin James, Sean Payton movie? Did Did we know this was happening? We did.
2: I, I didn't know this was happening. It
1: always sounded like a bad idea, and it
2: still is. I, You know, the brief snippets of the trailer I caught, did not strike me as anything I'm going to watch. Uh particularly because I have no affinity in my heart for the Saints or Sean Payton. Yeah. Um and, and I don't feel bad that he got suspended for a year. Uh so no. Well
1: it's when you really think about it, it's not a particularly heartwarming story. I don't know why it's a movie. I, I to be honest I, I the premise of the movie is is funny. Like NFL coach can't coach for a year. He goes back to coach a bunch of kids, and they're a train wreck. Or, mm. or, or, or Maybe they're just making up the fact that they're a train wreck. Whatever. I'm sure this movie is being embellished in you know 7,000 different ways. It's a Netflix movie with Kevin James. Well, it's
2: being embellished with Kevin James. <laughs> right. It's in a, a role.
1: Did you see? So the very beginning of the trailer, I'm sure everybody watched it yesterday. If you haven't, Netflix tweeted it out. It's a Netflix movie, which should tell you a little bit about what you need to know. Um, But- they, like, superimposed him in for Sean Payton, like, as they were carrying him off, the, like, the iconic shot of them carrying him off the field when they won the Super Bowl. It was, it, was, it was Kevin James. It was so funny. I'm like, all right, this has potential. And then I watched the rest of the two minutes of the trailer, and I was like, please kill me.
2: When, so sports movies are, like, are they making a comeback now? Because they, they kind of went away for a little bit, and now you have the Kurt Warner story. Oh, which, yeah. That looks bad, too. As someone who legitimately loves like the Kurt Warner story and everything that he went through and all of it and enjoyed him as a quarterback and like him as an analyst and all of those things, I have no desire whatsoever to see that movie, yeah. and that was before the first time I saw the trailer. It looked like it was made from a fifth grader. I think we, I think we got
1: really um, loose with the term. This could be a movie, you know, that type of thing. Because it sounds like to me, somebody said that once to Netflix. It was like, "Hey, man, you ever think this could be a movie?" And then they were just, they just made it. They just cast I, Kevin James and made it. So I do they wonder. Threw Rob Schneider in there.
2: You know, it, it's kind of like when cable news channels first started going to like the 24-hour cycle. Like you have to fill that. You have to have stuff to go in there. Yeah. And That's not all problem. of it not all of it is going to be great. Now that every single thing is moving towards having their own streaming option and owning their own content library and creating their own content, more stories need to be told, and yet not all of those stories really need, need to, be to be told. told. So you, you probably have a pretty good uh, assumption there um, to, to start with. So I, I think that that could be part of it. All
1: itself. I know is every Netflix movie that has ever been attempted has looked horrible. These trailers go viral, and that's pretty much their moment. And that like, like the Adam Sandler one where he was like...
2: Well, I mean, you kind well, of cut the knees off. That a-
1: Adam right Sandler away. made 15 movies... At once right. for Netflix, he got paid a billion dollars and made fifteen movies, and they were all horrendous. And I, okay. I think
2: some people actually watched. Let's them. find a list of Netflix exclusive movies, and I'm going to ask you if you've seen them, and then see if these are any. We good.
1: jumped the shark so bad. I I don't know that anything anything was good. Like they started the Netflix original TV shows, which the first couple were good. They were like House of Cards and. Orange is the new black. Like those shows were good. And then they were like, hey, we could do this, and then they're all bad, basically, since then. Well and,
2: Ozark was Ozark is good. And it's like, this is going deeper into it than anyone cares to know. Netflix has production companies. Netflix also buys things from other production yes. companies. So there's like two different things at work there. Right. What I think you're talking about, like the Netflix production company stuff itself has largely been pretty bad. Yes. When they've chosen to buy other things and then put it in the Netflix mold, those have worked out. That's fine. Fairly well. Because Netflix doesn't have
1: anything to do with it except
2: for they buy it. Yeah, well, the little red end that people confuse with Nebraska sometimes. Well,
1: it doesn't look like
2: that. Uh, What was it, a couple years ago, there was like, some dad that basically was like this kid was screaming about seeing the Netflix logo on a football helmet, and it was Nebraska on TV. <laughs> I
1: did. I do remember that. Like, I
2: vaguely recall this. So, give
1: me a list. Give me a short list of the Netflix movies so I can tell you they're all bad.
2: This is good because you asked that at the exact right time um, because the internet wasn't working for up nice. there. Uh, okay. So, here are. There's so many freaking movies. All right. I don't even know any of these. Exactly. They're all horrendous. Which means you wouldn't know most of these. Oh, no. I haven't seen any movies. Concrete Cowboy, I know, is one that people have sort of enjoyed. Nope. Um, I'm trying to think of what I've watched. That I saw the Spencer Confidential one that was bad. The, the Rock movie with Ryan Reynolds that they were advertising at a Nebraska game was pretty bad. What? Um... Yeah, there's too many. I need more time to, okay. to be able to to actually get you a real list. It's a pass.
1: Even if it's Kevin James in a sports movie, it's it's still a pass for me. Uh, let's take a quick break here. We'll see if Rico's available for uh, true or false. But if not, we'll come back more next. More of Happer and Shaper is coming your way on 93.7 The Ticket and TicketFM.com